Support for NPR and the following message come from Ally. While you're working hard, is your money being lazy? Make your money work harder than ever with Ally's new smart savings tools. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit ally.com. Ally Bank member FDIC. If you came of age in the 1990s, you might know Luke Perry as the rebellious teenage fantasy boyfriend Dylan McKay on Beverly Hills 90210. But you also might know him from the original movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or you might know him as Archie's dad on Riverdale. Perry was only 52 when he died on Monday after suffering a massive stroke last week. We're here to celebrate his contributions to pop culture, so come right back. The following message comes from our sponsor, Chipotle. April Wilson, hog farmer for a Chipotle pork supplier, reflects on how her family has seen the number of family farms decreasing. My dad talks about getting on the bus and there were 15 kids that got on the bus within four miles and now there's maybe five kids that get on the bus in that same four miles. Like it's just amazing to see the changes. To learn more about how Chipotle is working to reinvigorate farming, go to chipotle.com farmers. Welcome back. We're remembering the actor Luke Perry, who starred on Beverly Hills 90210 and Riverdale and a lot of other things. And joining me, of course, it is only suitable, is Sarah D. Bunting of Previously.TV and the Beverly Hills 90210 podcast again with this. And as if that is not enough, she is in the middle of writing a book about Beverly Hills 90210. Is that right, Sarah? It is. Hello. Thank you for having me on this sad day. On this sad day indeed, but I'm glad to be. I would want to share it with no one but you. We could undoubtedly dissect 90210 for many hours because you have spent many hours talking about it on the podcast. I have. Hearing that theme music is um, so funny because on the podcast, uh, we often talk about the show's emotional tonal whiplash Mm -hmm. from whatever came before the credits to... Right. So th- that sort of fit right in with their um, their problems reconciling the theme song with more downbeat yeah. material. Well, I feel like this is sort of what this is because on the one hand, it's it's a it's a sad day as you said, but I don't think you can talk about Luke Perry without acknowledging that you're talking about a kind of a pop phenomenon, even though he did other he did other projects, he did other acting, he was in that bull riding movie, Eight Seconds, and, you know, he he did other things. But he is very much Dylan McKay to a lot of people. And so let's talk a little bit about who Dylan was. Dylan was sort of the uh, bad boy of Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, but in that sort of, not injured bird, but in that um, yeah. poet, soul, James Dean way that when you watch it now, it is a little bit... <laughs> but it was um, it was definitely catnip to a generation of girls and other fans of the show that he he liked poetry and he liked to surf instead of go to parties and mm-hmm. he lived alone but he was um, responsible and deep he was the yeah. deep one yeah and that's that was appealing I think well and it's one of the things that made nine hundred two and I think feel so out of time because there's all this stuff about how all the most of the actors were in their 20s when they were cast on the show playing 16 year olds and the show's problems were often problems that felt very old for the people who were 
uh, having them. But also he, and you've talked about this on the podcast, this is sort of an idea that I pinched from you guys, is that he was given to have this great rebellious experience, even though he was a a 16-year-old kid. It was like he was a a 30-year-old hardened guy as a 16-year-old. Yeah, and it was very clever of the show to add this character so that it could have a more adult plot lines and more adult concerns and free at least one character from the more um, prosaic mm-hmm. high school framing devices of a lot of the stories. He had his own bungalow and he had a vintage car and he was a um, emancipated minor. He was. And- he lived when when we first met him in a hotel basically by himself yeah but uh the mad bad and dangerous to know Mm -hmm. aspect of him you know cloaked deep hurt and abandonment and and he was also responsible in certain ways because he was in recovery Mm -hmm. the show's ability to remember this character beat was inconsistent but he was in recovery and he had this um, old soulness to him as a character and also how he was played by mm-hmm. Luke Perry, who perhaps was not the most naturalistic actor, but was absolutely perfect for this role that was absolutely perfect for its time in the right. early 90s. Exactly. There was some alchemy that was just perfect for the time. It runs on a very particular kind of TV star charisma that I feel like is different from what people are even trying to do now. I feel like you get you get much more everybody now wants to be gritty in a very as you said naturalistic kind of way. And I feel like Dylan McKay, the way that Luke Perry played him, Dylan was gritty in a a very over the top television kind of way that made him a very appealing character to what was sometimes a, a pretty young skewing audience. Mm, absolutely. And never underestimate the appeal of a so-called bad boy who isn't really bad and is definitely a boy and Mm -hmm. has that sensitivity that I think is very appealing in that uh, Corey of the Simpsons Mm -hmm. kind of way. And I always respected that I think Luke Perry embraced that this was his life and didn't try to rebel too much against it to the point of playing a kind of parody version of this on uh, Clone High, Mm -hmm. the animated series. I always have loved that episode in which he plays the clone of Ponce de Leon, and it's a very (laughs) special episode about Ponce's pants. And I think he had a pretty good um, perspective on what that character had meant in the culture and the fact that he wasn't going to escape it and didn't really need to do that. And he played a version of himself on The Simpsons as well. He voiced a version of himself um, when that was kind of the highest honor you could have in in pop culture was showing up on The Simpsons. And and, uh, he ultimately got shot out of a cannon. And it was all, I don't know, (laughs) it was a very funny way of, like you say, living inside the idea that, yes, you know, this was what people knew him for. But he did want to do uh, a lot of other things. I, I was really happy when he popped up on on Riverdale in 2016 because they cast also Skeet Ulrich and Robin Givens and some other sort of 80s and 90s famous teenage 
type of people, you know? And I and I, it pleased me that they felt like there was obviously some warm affection for him lingering in that audience, which I think there was. And I think it made a certain kind of sense given this iteration of Riverdale, which I haven't necessarily kept up with, but I think if you sort of transposed Beverly Hills 90210 onto that mm-hmm. universe, which is much more stylized and of course is based on a different property, right? then I think his you know, the character who plays his character's son is his, like, spiritual teen drama heir, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you might say. And he he was a very pleasant screen presence. I was surprised how much, when I heard this had happened, how kind of gutted I was in a weird way. It's those people who are not that, you know, they're not particularly old. They have a really indelible presence that is linked to being a good actor, but not necessarily all about being a good actor. But they're beloved in this way that you never really forget these people who are are a big part of hours and hours and hours that you spend watching TV and in your case and my case, writing about TV. Yeah. And particularly this, I mean, you could say sort of the same thing about Beverly Hills 90210 generally, that it was a phenomenon that existed outside of its genre and its quality that people imprinted on, like ducklings mm-hmm. and beach balls. And, uh, you know, it's made up such a big part of my writing career that this is a very strange mortality to be contemplating yes. is that of the actors on this show, mm-hmm. because 52 is not... Yeah, It probably would have seemed ancient (laughs) when the show was on to us, but now it's, you know, it's within sight. So it is a strange mortality to be contemplating, but that show, it is a strange, huge phenomenon still. And watching the response on social media that people are sincerely feeling a loss. Mm -hmm. And ironically, I think he would have been the best cast member equipped to sort of help us through this because I feel like he had the best perspective on himself and on the show's role in his own life and here we are on the other side of the veil from him sort of grappling with you know capital W what it all means. Yeah this is what pop culture in some ways is it's these things that anchor you in time you know, some things are the best things, some things are the most loved things, and some things are the most enjoyed things, which is sometimes a little bit different. Because sometimes the most enjoyed things are things you can enjoy in a bunch of different ways. Sometimes you might enjoy it sincerely. Sometimes you might enjoy it somewhat ironically. (laughs) Sometimes you might enjoy it as something that you're just sort of making fun of with your friends or on a podcast as you do yourself. And I think Beverly Hills 90210 between 1990 and 2000 was one of the most enjoyed things. And and when you're part of something like that, it's a it, it is a big thing to people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that he embraced that without shame or defensiveness is, uh, I think, also a good legacy. Agreed. Well, I am anxious to hear uh, from those of you who want to remember Luke Perry. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PCHH. Send us a tweet at PCHH. Tell us your favorite Dylan scene, your favorite Dylan and Brenda scene. I was all about Dylan and Brenda myself. Sarah, I appreciate so much you spending this time with us. 
Oh, thank you uh, so much for having me. I'm glad I got to eulogize him and uh, Mr. Perry. Good trip. And I'm sorry about all the times that I made fun of you in that episode where you had to wear baseball uniform pants. That's true. That's true. You did. That brings us to the end of our remembrance. You can follow Sarah at Tomato Nation for more about 90210 and other things. We will be back here on Friday talking about a much more cheerful subject, which is Captain Marvel. So we will see you then. When's the last time you had a really good workout? Not of your biceps, but of your brain. I'm Shankar Vedantam, host of Hidden Brain. Listen every week and flex your mind.